Welcome, friends, to the Homeschool Journal today. We are on location. We are not in the studio, as I said before. We are in a real, everyday, used classroom at Highlands Latin School in Louisville, Kentucky, our Memorial Press Model School. And I have here with me today two dear women and friends, Jessica Watson and Amy Mangione, who are long-term teachers for our model school. And so they're going to walk us through today. We're going to talk all about what we think could be classroom tips for the homeschooler. Welcome to the Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw. So let's first introduce you to Jessica for just a minute. Jessica hails from Massachusetts. Yes. That's right. And so in Massachusetts, you um, you had your son and you um, looked at public school and Christian school options for him. As, as you looked at that and that wasn't quite what you wanted, you started doing some research, found classical schooling, and you started homeschooling with some Memorial Press material at that time, right? That's right. Yeah, I was using their Latin and their literature. Oh, wonderful. And then she moved to Louisville and lo and behold, enrolled her son and herself as a teacher yes. here at Highlands <laughs> Latin School. Yay. And we have been benefiting ever since. Um, but tell everybody how long you have taught here. Sure. So I began in 2011. So it's been 11 years. And I taught... Um, I taught third grade for seven years, and this is my fourth year teaching sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And that was our principal, Mr. Wheatley's idea, not mine, to move to (laughs) what would be considered the middle school years. But I have thoroughly enjoyed both of those grades, and they're the bookends of our grammar school. They are the bookends. I love how you put that. So I've, I've learned really you know, what, how we begin the grammar school years and what's expected of students, and then how we prepare them for those upper school years. And so Amy, my friend Amy here, um, she hails from Ohio. I do. Um, and similarly, you know, was brought here when her oldest son, um, AJ, was in kindergarten. Starting and kindergarten. Starting, starting kindergarten. That's right. Yes, he was starting kindergarten. Starting. And while you and your husband, Andy, looked for parochial school options, um, mm-hmm. it was recommended that we you check t- out Highlands. Check out um, Highlands. Yeah. And we've been here ever since. That's right. Ever since. And her son just recently graduated in 2021. And Drew graduated in 2018. Yes. Oh, I got it right. Right. Wow, that's impressive. But, well, you know what? I, to be honest, I have to tell everybody, I have had the blessing of enjoying their sons in the lives of my children. Um, so that has been another blessing. Oh, Amy yes. Has, all of our children were in the same children. house, weren't yes. they? Yeah, that's they right. Were. In our upper school house system. <laughs> house of St. Patrick. There <laughs> we go. Okay. <laughs> and then um, Amy has another son, Danny, who is still here. He's a junior. He's a junior at, at Highlands Latin School. So you really have been here as a parent for a long time. But as a now you started actually. I started out as volunteer coordinator. That's right. Yes. So just helping out organized parents to help out in the classroom or wherever they needed it. So um, and that forayed into junior kindergarten, mm-hmm. helping out in that classroom two mornings a week. It was a nice easy transition. And then I started to lead junior kindergarten, and then Mr. Wheatley suggested I teach sixth grade. <laughs> That's a common theme here. <laughs> yeah, so for the the fraction practice that I could give a sixth grader. So uh, I jumped up to sixth grade, and then I did a year with that where I was blessed to have my son AJ in the class. So that was wonderful. And then uh, I nestled down into fourth grade, and that's where I've been ever since. So that's where I am now. Awesome. So so this is why everybody, I have asked Jessica and Amy here, not only do they have lots of experience 
as teachers. They have lots of experience as parents, but they also have a lot of experience in the grammar school years. And that's, I love how you talk about those bookends of grammar school. So now that you all know who they are and what they do, we're going to get into classroom tips for the homeschooler. Now, you might think, why? Why that? Well, you know, Memorial Press and Highlands Latin School are, are one big package. And and ladies, do you all know that Highlands Latin School being the model school for Memorial Press, do you all know you're the guinea pigs? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, oh, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> we are quite aware we are guinea pigs. <laughs> and, and so everything, Memorial Press is really unique in that everything that we write and develop for the homeschool use or user is classroom tested first. Mm-hmm. And here they are right here. <laughs> you know, and that is really a unique thing that we can say about our curriculum. Right. And so when Memorial Press does this and tests in the classroom, you know, we're not just testing the material, we're testing how it can be taught. Mm-hmm. And because we don't want to just throw curriculum out there at a family, we also want to guide a family and a parent into how to develop, like I said earlier, how to develop a student. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's a really an entire package. Mm -hmm. So I think that there are some things that we can glean from the classroom experience that homeschoolers can consider to say, maybe that's something I can use at home. So we're going to do this in three ways. We're going to do it in three areas, okay? So the first area we're going to talk about is teacher planning. I know that you all spend a lot of time (laughs) planning, (laughs) And, and our homeschoolers do too. And so maybe there's some tips that you guys have for for homeschool teachers in planning. The second area we're going to cover is the physical space. Mm -hmm. You know, here today, we're sitting in Mm -hmm. a physical classroom. That's not what happens in a homeschooler's home typically, right? right? But I think that there are some things about our physical space that are really important for homeschoolers. And the third thing is student behaviors and actions mm-hmm. and expectations. Mm-hmm. So let's start with teacher planning. Um, what do you all do to prepare your week, your day, your month um, that a homeschooler can do as well? Jessica, you want to start? Sure. I, I think at the beginning of the year, it's really important just to get a large scope and sequence, whether you're a classroom teacher or a homeschool mom, um, by looking at your by either writing a syllabus for each subject or you know being given one because we do provide those a lot of times for our homeschooling parents and just getting an idea of the the big picture where are where is the student starting and what are you reviewing at the beginning of the year and what's the goal what is the end what is the end what are you hoping to accomplish in this entire year um so having a syllabus that keeps you on track and it just helps you see the big picture and then just weekly lesson planning writing out a lesson plan for the week looking through that lesson plan I think sometimes we we think we have to go and through every subject and look at every book for the entire year. But really, if we can just stay a lesson or two ahead of the students, then we're, we'll be in great shape. And that, that won't be so overwhelming for us. So just looking a week ahead and going through those books and seeing what the student's going to, going to be learning and mapping that out, mapping out very specific things. You know, how are you going to review? Mm-hmm. How are you, what are you going to recite? Um, what what assignments, what seat work assignments will you be giving them? What will be the examples you use as you instruct? So um, writing or writing or looking at a syllabus and then having lesson planning, looking through your books and just just getting your week in order, having having the books in order, having, you know, as a teacher, having copies made and just ha- you know, being organized so that the week can go as smoothly as possible. Of course, there'll be interruptions, but just we want to have a smooth flow to our days. And so doing all the prep work that you can 
a week ahead of time at least in order for that to happen. Oh, I think that's so important. And, you know, one of the things that Memorial Press does provide for its homeschoolers is a curriculum manual for each grade, right? Right. And so really the lesson plans are there. They're funny. They even have little checkboxes for Mm -hmm, people like me (laughs) that have to checkbox. And I don't just checkbox. Like I checkbox in a red pen. Yes. It's very clear. You did it. (laughs) Exactly. So, But it's good. We want to have order and purpose. Absolutely. But what you say about stay a week ahead, Mm -hmm. know what is coming for your student in that week, because even though our curriculum is and meant to be open and go. Mm-hmm. Um, you you kind of have to know what you're opening first, sure. right? And and things connect, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, subjects build on top of each other. And so, oh, I'm teaching about ratios today, but that's because I'm teaching about proportions tomorrow in math. Mm-hmm. And so I, I need to know that there's a connection between these two math lessons, and I'm aware of that as I'm teaching. Good, Amy. Any any thoughts on teacher planning and how to? tackle. I would agree with Jessica about looking at your whole year first and seeing where you want to start and where you want to end up. Um, But also looking at there's a flow to Memorial Press lesson Mm -hmm. plans. It's Mm -hmm. usually like five lessons, a review and a test. So get Mm -hmm. into that flow and maybe plan like we're going to do these five weeks of lessons. We're going to do our review. We're going to do our test week. And then maybe we take a break week Mm -hmm. and then, you know, jump back into it. I mean, just how that fits with your schedule and your planning. Um, I always say over-prepare. Because mm-hmm. the my school days that I have planned and I have everything ready to go go much smoother than the days where I feel like I am grabbing mm-hmm. everything and mm-hmm. doing things at the last minute or something's been changed on me, um, and and the students feed off of that too. I mean, yes. and so oh, your they child pick that up. they will pick your that up. Your child will pick that um, up and I mean, run with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Schedules are so important because yes. I mean, we we start out our year with a nice schedule and we we follow it and we're good, and then some things happen like. Christmas cantatas or plays and and our schedule gets wonky and mm. the kids are like, what's happening next? What, what are we doing next? What, what do I need to plan for? And it really throws off all of our mm. games because mm. they don't know what to expect. And, you know, me as a teacher, I'm like, okay, we got to go do this now. We got to go do that now. And it, it, I think just planning those days would be very important. Yes. Well, and then, you know, for a homeschooler, it's fitting in all the activities, mm-hmm. you know, where it all has to, where you got to run one kid and and then be schooling on the side mm-hmm. with the next. Yes, I spent many a day or an hour, a violin lesson in a car with one mm-hmm. kid while the mm-hmm. other one was, in, right. you know, in lessons, still, you know, staying productive and getting things done. And if I hadn't mapped out the week and sometimes the days, no. you know, then I wouldn't have been able to pack up right and and go and be, be ready to, to right. stay productive. Right. But talk to me about setting goals for our students, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and when you are teaching sixth grade, fourth grade, you know, what level of responsibility in that planning process do you see the students might have? Mm. Amy, what do you think? Uh, I think that would depend on your child, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also um, be flexible. I mean, you might have the best plan but if they're struggling with something, you just right. might have to take that extra day. Or if they are so fascinated by a certain subject, you know, astronomy or whatever, and they want to spend extra time on that, I would feed into that oh, too. I, love it. I mean, I think that flexibility right. with the homeschooler yes, is that's the beauty perfect. of I mean, here, I mean, we have we have to just right. keep muscling on. Mm-hmm. We just have to keep moving. Um, but I think with homeschooling, you can take mm-hmm. that extra time and say, you know what? Yeah, let's really, you know, go to the library and get books out or, mm-hmm. you know, be flexible with that because right. you certainly have the time to do so. 
Um, Beautiful. But, mm-hmm. but with the goals, I again, I would just look at the curriculum, see where you need, where where your end of the year is going to end up and how that would look and then kind of work backwards. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have um, like a list of something for the students to see, like either for the day or for the week? Like this is what we're going to get done and bring them in yes. on, mm-hmm. you know, how, how, do, how do you do that? I know for third, fourth and fifth grade at our school, we have uh, weekly happenings where a newsletter is sent home to the students and sort of it maps out the week and what they'll be learning in each subject, any assessments that are coming up. Um, in sixth grade, we don't do that as much because, we're again, we're trying to prepare them for being good students and upper school students where they're going Using to take more planner, ownership, right. more responsibilities. So we will give them a test calendar um, a month ahead of time, at least for part of the year. And then we expect them to just be listening well when we are mentioning when the assessments are coming up and marking it down in their planner. But I think homeschoolers could use a planner. I think that mm-hmm. would actually be a great way Depending of- Depending upon the age. Yes, you know, absolutely. Like but starting in third grade, sure. you know, starting in those grammar school years, teaching them to take a little bit of personal responsibility for for their learning, for their schooling, mm-hmm. and um, what's what's assignments are due and, and when assessments are coming up. That would, I know Memorial Press sells those. So yes. any, they're available. Um, we sell personalized agendas. So I love that you talk about the happenings. I had totally forgotten. That's what, because <laughs> I had some kids in those ages. Right, they'd get um, those every and week. I had totally forgotten about those, you know. <laughs> I've been out of those years for, for yes. so long. But but that's a really good concept in some way to let your student mm-hmm. know at home here's what we're going to accomplish, you know, this week. Right? It gets them excited and has them looking forward to what they're going to be learning. But it also, I think, gives them a sense of ownership mm-hmm. over their work and mm-hmm. over their and studies. And as a parent, I mean, that was yes. helpful to stick on the refrigerator. Absolutely. So that way, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't have any homework tonight, it's like, well, you have a test tomorrow. You know, <laughs> you need to study. What you, so. have, what you have coming up that you could, you know, plan for. So. And we can get these kids in on the checkboxes too. Absolutely. I mean, they can right. check a checkbox. Right. That's right. Right. So, right. Um, whether, and I know some parents that I've spoken with that have, uh, maybe a fifth or a sixth grader, mm-hmm. kind of. They um, they may use the curriculum manual. Let the students go through that mm-hmm. curriculum manual and check things off um, after they have taught the lesson. Yes, that's but great. it's there, you know. So that may not yet have a. They may not yet have a planner, but they're using that curriculum manual in in that mm-hmm. way for mm-hmm. that older student. You right. know, you, you're kind of grad graduating into exactly. That, mm-hmm. You know, right. it's a process. That it's a gradual process, mm-hmm. incremental. I have to say, for my third and fourth graders. Um, I always had a whiteboard. Oh, we're getting into physical space now. <laughs> Wait a second. Did we just transition? Okay. So maybe that's a good transition. It is. I didn't mean to do that, but okay. Well, then let's talk about I, I'll, how you make I'll, that happen. I'll hold my whiteboard comment <laughs> <laughs> um, and talk about, you know, our classroom experience uh, in a brick and mortar has some advantages in that. Everybody's in a desk. They're all mm-hmm. facing in, in one direction, um, or at least at this school, they are, <laughs> <Yes>. right? <laughs> There's purpose in Absolutely. that. Absolutely. There's purpose in that. Um, you know, to have that singular focus, well, classrooms at home can't really do that. I mean, honestly, half the time we were in a dining room, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we were facing each other, or I was right between two kids and literally <laughs> pointing to where they needed to be on the page. Um, so let's talk about the physical space of our classroom here Mm -hmm. specifically, because I think our Highlands Latin school classrooms are kind of unique today. 
Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about the physical space here, Jessica, that can be yes. used at home? Well, so not to be philosophical. <laughs> I know we're trying to be practical. <laughs> right ahead. But uh, we're, we're classical educators. We're not progressive educators. And so we, we don't have child-centered classrooms. We have teacher-directed classrooms. And our goal with our students is to, to help them conform to what's true and good and beautiful. So mm-hmm. we were doing that very intentionally by not having classrooms that are entertaining or, you know, with a lot of cartoonish decor or kitschy decor. We want it to be uncluttered and simple. We only put up what's useful and what's beautiful Mm -hmm. on our walls um, very intentionally. So the students can focus on learning and that's their, that's our priority. and, And everything we're doing is kind of geared toward that goal. So I love how you said uncluttered. I can't mm. say that my dining room was too uncluttered. <laughs> it is different with the homeschool. It, it is different sure. with the homeschool, but it is something to consider yes. in the space that your child right. is in. We want their minds and their mm. hearts mm-hmm. uncluttered, right. right? And so that space should help and reflect right. that um, and guide that yes. as well. And so, um, you know, I did do... Uh, bulletin boards. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a bulletin board for you know morning openings and exercises and things like that. Um, we had whiteboards that we worked on actively. Mm-hmm. We had whiteboards that, um, like I started talking about, we <laughs> used for what was the day's plan uh, before a child uh, was using a planner. And I would write out what their day's uh, assignments mm-hmm. were, and it was their responsibility to, with a different color <laughs> marker, check it off. Um, you know, but the space did try to remain uncluttered, especially the space at which the table at which we were working. Right. You know, like I did talk about the pile of books, but you know, there was um, order to the books. There was though, order. Right? There was definitely order and purpose yeah. to the books. What do you think, Amy, about the space of a classroom that? you know, can influence a homeschool classroom? Well, I think, um, A, having the focus of the child, so making sure you are at a dining room table or Mm -hmm. a kitchen table or a a kitchen counter, you know, the living room couch or the family room couch is probably not the best spot (laughs) to homeschool. I love that for, Um, like, like special reading time. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. That's okay. Yes, or, you know, or on the floor. I mean, I know, um, you know, floor exercise, but I think sitting Mm -hmm. so they can have the, you know, the proper, you know, pencil grips and things like that. Their feet need to be able to touch the ground, those type of things, those little things that will make a big difference Mm -hmm. in the long run. Um, But also having everything you need, like right there so that when they go to, you know, Mm -hmm. have your Mm -hmm. pencils, have your highlighters, have everything at the ready. So that way it's not that, oh, I need to go take five minutes and go (laughs) search for my pen or I need to go Or I left the scissors upstairs. (laughs) So like, you know, having like a little caddy or something that just has Mm -hmm. your supplies for the day in it. Um, it doesn't. I don't think it has to look like a classroom. Right. I think it needs to look like your dining room because you are homeschooling, but having the supplies Mm -hmm. and, and what's needed at the ready. I so um, appreciate you saying yeah. that. Thank you so much. <laughs> but it's a designated space for a right. specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And mom has determined that space yes. and that purpose. It's not the child every day saying, yeah. I want to go oh, outside. This I, day. Right. Or yeah. I want to go, you know, on my bed and, you know, kind of sprawl out to study. It's mom is, is directing it. And just like classroom teachers, we think through at the beginning of the year, everything, where we're going to store supplies, how we're going to have students organize their right. desk and how we're going to organize our space. I think that's important for homeschooling parents too, to just 
think that through. How am I going to organize my space? Even if it is just the kitchen table, how mm-hmm. am I still going to organize that? Like Amy was saying with the caddy or, or whatever, mm-hmm. so that supplies are accessible and available when needed. So, so smart. And, you know, I we had fun with that because my kids, when they were homeschooling, um, for most of the years that I homeschooled, there was always somebody at Highlands Latin School. Mm-hmm. So Highlands Latin School would send home a supply list, and we had to go shopping. <laughs> well, the homeschoolers needed a supply yes. list, too, and we uh, went shopping mm-hmm. for them, too. Yes. And and they had their own bins where everything had to be, the extra pencils, mm-hmm. the extra dry erase markers, you know, the erasers for the dry erase board, you know, mm-hmm. the scissors, whatever it was at whatever age, glue, colored pencils. You know, they had their own little bin that they could go and retrieve and bring to the table to the school day. But but you're right. I mean, having that ready to go, but not just their stuff, like you said, mm-hmm. my stuff right. too. Right. That was just, I had my own caddy, mm-hmm. you know, because mom had to have plenty of right. red pens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mrs. And Cheryl, though, used to always say we want to be jealous guardians of our time. And that's that goes mm-hmm. for the classroom as well as the homeschooling parent mm-hmm. is Beautiful. you can utilize all that wonderful time so well when you have order and when you are organized, um, but time gets wasted so so easily when you're not. Mm-hmm. That's right. And the same thing about, like you said earlier, the, the, the purpose, the focus, mm-hmm. um, how, you know, Amy, you said something a minute ago that, that I thought of and when you talked about sitting mm. um, for school. Um, and and the importance of what where we are and what we're doing, like mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. said too, mm-hmm. as far as we have something that is good, true, and beautiful, a purpose mm-hmm. to the work that we have in right. front of us, right? So right. let's give it right. that respect, mm-hmm. right? Um, in how we approach uh, the school day. Now, I'm not saying. Hold on. <laughs> that it is not worthy to go out in a hammock in the summertime sure, and sure. you know read, you know, Charlotte's web for a little yes. while together and then go back in and do exactly, you know the yes. work together or take that enrichment time mm-hmm. and be on the couch uh, snuggling with multiple, mm-hmm. yes. you know, students, multiple mm-hmm. kiddos, yes. because that's usually the scenario. Oh, those you know? are my favorite memories, my best <laughs> memories yeah. of homeschooling are reading on the couch, mm-hmm. yeah. the ones I treasure the most. So uh, absolutely. With a nice warm blanket, yes. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's not that those things don't happen or there were, you know, beautiful days when it was just so beautiful. Yeah. We have a, obviously most pe- maybe most people do, like a table outside on the deck, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. under an umbrella. And we may have moved to that table to get yeah. things done, but we were still, uh, you know, at a very purposeful mm-hmm. place to sit right. together and get and get work done right. and stay, you know, rather focused, right. I think. And that was the exception rather than <laughs> yes. the norm. That was yes. the exception. That's the point. And I that mean, was and really kind of a reward. Right, right. You know? If you can mm-hmm. get this done, then we can go outside mm-hmm. and do this. So, yeah. I right. Mean, yeah. And then if you really get it all done, we can really go outside. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> then we can be done with our That's school right. day. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Really go outside and play. But or, you're so right as far as, and I think that was such an important point, that the content we're setting before our students is worth their time, worth their attention, Mm -hmm. worth their effort. And that's why all these practices need to be so thought through because it is about the content that we are presenting to them. We do think it is, it's the true, the good, and the beautiful. And it is there, it's worthy of of all their effort, all their attention. That's right. So talking about attention and respect, we're going to segue into our third, which is the student 
behaviors and actions. And I don't, I'm not trying to reach into a homeschooler's home and go, well, your student <laughs> should act like this. That's not it at all. But Memorial Press is unique in that there are certain things that we do um, in our curriculum that require some different postures, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, different ways to uh, uh, physically stand maybe and attack the material Mm -hmm. and use the material. Um, uh, But there are also, you know, we've talked about developing respect for Mm -hmm. your school day, Mm -hmm. right? So let's talk about some of the things a student's um, behaviors, actions, postures, you know, things like that, that I think are also important to bring to a school day. Jessica, Mm -hmm. you have any insight on that? Oh, so many things. Where to get started? Uh Well, I do think that, you know, having clear expectations are important that you set forth, whether it's in a classroom or a homeschool situation. And that's, again, teacher-directed or Mm mom-directed. And I do think having a quiet atmosphere, I guess I can focus on that one, having Mm -hmm. a quiet atmosphere is the most conducive for students to be able to concentrate on the content before them. And so even in a homeschool situation, I think that can be implemented where when it's time to do work, mm-hmm. we're quiet. We're not chatting about things that that have nothing to do, have no Phones connection. Are put away. Yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> no technology. Off. Right. TV's off. And we're not we're not chatting about things. You know, siblings aren't chatting about things that are unrelated to the content before them. So we're just like we try to stop the stories that want to happen all the time in our classroom <laughs> that are really di- unconnected to what we're learning. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we try to minimize as many interruptions and distractions as possible. And I think I think that homeschooling uh, homeschoolers can do that as well. I think there's a balance in that, you know, because um, you are, you know, our homeschoolers, as you well know, mom and teacher. And, and yet, <laughs> so your your child wants to tell you all sorts of different things all day long. Yes. And so there's that moment where you kind of have to give, you, you give them that precious moment of mom's sure. attention and go, that's really wonderful. Now, how does that have to do with Charlotte? <laughs> you know, I mean, we have to do that in the classroom too. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> where oh, we yes. give them that we moment, but share. then we, we also have to shut, yes. know when, yes. or I have to use the discernment to know when to shut it down. That's, yes. that, and, and to <laughs> yes. refocus. Right. Yes. Well, it's good though, I think for our homeschool to hear that you're doing the same thing. Oh, Absolutely. It is all day refocus. <laughs> yes. All you have to do is bring up, you know, one one state in geography, Colorado, and 10 hands go up. They all want to tell you about their trip to Colorado or their dad's trip to Colorado or their grandma's trip to Colorado. <laughs> and we want to give a little bit. We want to give a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we give a little yeah. bit, right? Because they all can share. They all can share. But yes. we don't want to give so much that 20 minutes goes by and we're, we're really off track. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts, Amy? If I, um, I liked what Jessica said about the, the quietness. Um, you know, a classroom should be quiet and mm-hmm. whether it be at home or not, I mean, because it is so easily to be distracted. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I do quizzes or, or not quizzes, but tests in my classroom, I have classical music playing in the background mm-hmm. just nice. to give them that Mm-hmm. You know, just yes. n- it's not so it deafening really quiet, mm-hmm. but just sign up a background, mm-hmm. um, you know, just something nice for them to listen to and kind of like the ease selection is important. Like, I wouldn't do the 1812 overture. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen to yes. it ahead of time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, but just, you know, having that aspect yes. for them, you know, and setting that expectation. And like you said, waiting your turn. It's like, mm. if, especially if you're homeschooling multiple kids, it's like, 
they have to realize they can't just interrupt that, you know, oh. when you are dealing with one student, mm -hmm. it's their, it's their time right. and that their question can wait until, mm -hmm. you know, their which we deal comes. with in the classroom too, right. all the time. Yeah, raise your hand. You know, Teaching and, kids this. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's, you so, know what? I love that you said that because there have been days that I remember <laughs> in homeschool when they were just not going well. There wasn't enough focus and mom's temperature was rising and everybody <laughs> knew it, which means everybody's temperature rises. And, and I kind of said, okay, this is it. You're going to call me Mrs. McGraw now because <laughs> I I, I'm like, I've had it. I am now totally teacher and you will raise your hand when you want to speak. Now I didn't have to do that all the time, but I, and, and I can imagine that happens a whole lot more in the classroom. Obviously yes. they're not going to call you mom. Right. Oh, they yeah. do sometimes. Yeah. It does slip out. Yes, it does. <laughs> awesome. it does. And they are so embarrassed when it does. It, does. it does. Especially sixth graders. <laughs> it's okay. Sixth graders. Oh, yes. That's precious. Uh, well, they're with us so, so much. much. <laughs> it's just. They are. Awesome. I'll always say, well, I am a mom. It's yeah, okay. I don't think I've ever cried laughing. I love it so before. Uh, oh, wow. But, you know, I mean, really, there are days when I got to it. It was like, all right, that's it. I am now Mrs. McGraw. Like, that's right. See, we become mom. So it, it goes both ways. Uh, <laughs> awesome. And I think, you know, so waiting your turn, that's a, that's a really yes. difficult thing for, um, it doesn't always happen in the homeschool, but it can happen. And, <laughs> and I think that's a good thing for parents to think about, mm -hmm. you know, um, because when you create that kind of expectation and order mm -hmm. in your student, it just flows over into the order and peacefulness mm -hmm. of your day. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're keeping a child on focus, um, and and maybe if they have to raise their hand to speak, that's you know that's okay. <laughs> child, right? And, and it it kind of helps them with order with their work too, as far as understanding how they should do their work neatly and completely. The the orderly atmosphere just sets the tone for how the work is being done as well. Mm -hmm. So I know when all these interruptions are happening in class, and I need to refocus everyone, and I'm walking around the room seeing how they're doing. Oh, I can tell the the messiness in their study guide or in their math notebook was probably due to the interruptions that were going on at that time. So I think that they really are are connected. They can't. They mm -hmm. should be, and I, I bet they are. So there's something I was always really big about because, um, you know, there's a lot of recitation in mm -hmm. Memorial Press. There's a lot of recitation and memorization in mm -hmm. classical schooling, right. um, and so we would mm -hmm. treat that with respect, and we would stand. Mm -hmm. When we recited, what do you all do in the classroom? Oh, we stand next to our desks. Yes, yes, okay. we stand. We stand for Latin recitation. We stand mm -hmm. for memory verse recitation. We stand for um, poetry. Poetry, yeah. Mm -hmm. When they, uh, my class, when you were reciting a final poem, you go to the front of the class. Yes. And you have I to bow well. or curtsy when you're done, so that mm -hmm. way they're oh, not oh, wow. they're Ooh. not running because they'll say the last line I as they're getting yes. back yes. in their seat. But if they have to actually take a nice bow you're or do a, a nice finality. curtsy, it it has an ending right. to it yes. that they need to finish. So, mm. um, and they're thinking through. I need to have this polished performance yes, yes, too. It, it, yeah. You heard it yeah. here, <laughs> folks. Bow and curtsy. Bow and curtsy. <laughs> That's great, Amy. Yes. I know that is wonderful. I love it. But I do. I do think that that time to stand makes a big difference. When you have to do some memory work, mm -hmm. something that requires your respect in it mm -hmm. and a different level of attention. It also mm -hmm. shifts their attention, right? Yeah. So we've been sitting and we've been doing workbooks and do, you know, uh, writing and finishing things throughout the day, but 
it's time to do math flashcards. Mm. So Mm -hmm. we stood, right? right? Um, Now, I also made games. Yeah, sure. We play games, too. They were, right? They (laughs) were standing and and, and hopping some. Okay. (laughs) But but we did shift posture and shift our bodies so that one – we're moving. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit of, of movement to the day. You know, and and I do want to say, I am a proponent of a student being a student. We've said this already, at a desk, you know, yes. at mm-hmm. a table. Yeah. And, and um, you know, these things in progressive education where you have a reading corner with beanbags, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that has a place. Yeah. But in the respect of our day, you know, I, I'm all about posture. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. And it's and the the I always tell my students when you walk into church, there's a certain attitude of reverence that you should have. When you go to a baseball game, you're going to have a different posture, a different attitude. And so, what we're doing is important when we recite these poems or recite these these Latin conjugations. And so, our posture, our attitude, all of this is reflecting the import of what we're doing. Oh, Jessica, I'm going to tell you, Amy and I have a vastly different posture and attitude at a baseball game, right? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Play, play baseball together. Yes. Fun. Yes. So, yes. And I think, I'm sorry to interrupt, oh. but um, it's so very important with the posture because if you're slouched on a couch, you're telling your brain that this is not mm, really important. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is mm. just whatever I do all the time. Right. Whereas if you're sitting at a desk and you're you're or at a table and you know you're holding your pencil right and your mm. papers right and you know things are set properly, it just it stresses that importance of mm-hmm. you know what what they really are should be focusing right. on and not just get this done type thing. And with sixth grade, this is the last year they're going to have a teacher that is harping on them about that. Mm -hmm. So I tell them if I harp on this a lot, it's because I am the last teacher that will probably ever tell you to hold your pencil properly. They just don't have time. You're going to have various teachers for all your various subjects and that's not going to be their focus. This is... This is the folks at the grammar school, so you get it one last year from me. Well, and then for a homeschooler, (laughs) if they're looking at someone in sixth grade, you know, when you hit that seventh grade, things really shift. You know, third grade is a huge shift. Mm -hmm. We all know that. But you hit seventh grade in a classical model of education, particularly Memorial Press, and the material is going to change vastly in your level of responsibility Mm -hmm. uh, that you have to take on as a student or should take on as a student. That changes vastly. Um, And and that does, you know, every year. And then high school is upon them, you know, before Mm -hmm. you blink and and even know it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're graduating (laughs) and they're off and they're in college. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're gainfully employed. (laughs) When did this happen? (laughs) They're a member of society now fully. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Again, I'm going to cry in the middle of a podcast. Okay. Tears of joy. Yes, absolutely. Go and be free. Go. Fly. Fly. (laughs) Well, ladies, thank you. Do you have any um, final thoughts of encouragement for our homeschoolers, our Memorial Press homeschoolers? I would just say that each day is a new day to start afresh. That's right. I mean, you can, you know, not have that day go great and just know that mm-hmm. tomorrow we will start again. Beautiful. That's you right. You know, we will start again. And whether it's a classroom so. teacher or a homeschool That's teacher. That's true. It's Amen. The same thing. <laughs> yes. We're reading Anna Green Gables and she always says, um, every day is a new day with no mistakes in it. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that a lovely thought? Mm-hmm. So oh, we beautiful. can think that way too because – to err is human. We're going to make mm-hmm. mistakes. We're not perfect. We have to give ourselves grace, just like we give our students grace, and um, regroup, re-strategize, and and be and willing. Right. That's reach right. Reach out for help if no, needed. Absolutely. Right. And you know, and when you regroup and you re-strategize, it may be at the end of a day. 
It may be at the end of a week. It could be at mm-hmm. the end of a year, mm-hmm. you know, for a homeschooler. I mean, mm-hmm. just reevaluating. And I would mm-hmm. tell our homeschoolers, you know, your own classroom is unique. And and be have grace and confidence in that, mm-hmm. that you are developing a beautiful classroom experience for your homeschooler, whether you have one, two, three, mm-hmm. five. Mm-hmm. Um, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but give yourself grace, as mm-hmm. as Jessica has reminded us. Ladies, mm-hmm. this was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Thank yes. you so yes. much. Thank maybe, you. maybe we have to go out for coffee. <laughs> All right. Or I need to go to a baseball game and see what we're talking about here. <laughs> see our attitude and posture. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for your time here yeah. today. Thank you, You're Carrie. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.